Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Why Did I Like It? I am your host, of course, the nefarious Mike A. Sims. And this is a continuation of part two, if you will, of the previous episode where I tried to decide why I liked an episode of, well, it was a segment with Lex Luger once again screaming about America and trying to defend it from Yokozuna, who was wildly disinterested in attacking the country at all. Anyway, so to catch up to speed, basically in the previous episode, part one, we watched a segment where Lex Luger and his All-Americans, a team of wrestlers from America, pro wrestlers, were going to battle to defend our shores against the foreign fanatics. For whatever reason, the foreign fanatics decided to choose Thanksgiving time to attack America in a very organized 5-on-5 elimination match. There was no armies involved. There was no political coups. There was no dastardly plots. It was just five dudes from different countries. I think one of the countries is Canada, obviously. Well, not obviously. One of the countries is Canada. It's Canada, Finland, Japan, by way of Samoa, because Yokozuna is not Japanese, mind you. And oh, that's four. Ludwig Borger, the Quebecers, and Yokozuna. Oh, my goodness. Those are the foreign fanatics, which aren't even... I don't know, like... I don't know if any of those countries have ever really had anything to do with each other. But then the All-Americans are, you know, Lex Luger and the Steiner brothers who are from Michigan, who, I mean, if you've seen the clip that's embedded in the information from the last episode, or if you even just Googled Lex Luger invites Undertaker to Survivor Series Team 1993, then you'll realize that the Steiner brothers do not like Lex Luger, which I don't know, Lex is growing on me. He's growing on me. Maybe he's not. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know what's happening. I'm just riding this train of Lex Luger. Anyway, Survivor Series is a wrestling event where two teams of five battle each other elimination style with the team with the remaining survivors being declared the winner. So if it's five on five and we start one person each and I pin one of the other guys, then they're eliminated. And I pin another one of the guys and they're eliminated. So then my team will still have five. The other team will have three at this point. They start pinning us and then we have less people. Eventually, whoever has the most people remaining while the other team has been completely eliminated, they're the winners. Lex Luger put together a team of Americans to battle against the foreign fanatics, as I said before, and Lex Luger originally had the Steiner brothers, two jacked up amateur wrestlers who became pro wrestlers who were just crazy. Himself, Lex Luger, who was who was America. Like when I think back to the 90s and where I lived in America, I was like, well, I lived in New York. So I was by Lex Luger's, I guess, uh, bicep. And then if you were in Florida, then you lived by like his thigh meat. If you were, never mind, I was gonna make a, a joke about male anatomy, but that's not the kind of podcast that we have here. Anyway, so now, so we watched the build to Lex Luger. And oh, sorry, the original team also had Tatanka on the team, who was a Native American, actual Native American, who would come out to the ring saying, yee, 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 and do his tomahawk chop. And um, the only person who really has, right, rightful, has a rightful claim to defending America during Thanksgiving is Tatanka. So good old glory, Lex Luger's like, Tatanka, you're going to be part of our team, right? Tatanka's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then something happens and Tatanka is taken out of the match unexpectedly. I don't remember. I didn't you know, research what actually happened. But as far as the storyline goes for this wrestling event, Tatanka is no longer able to compete. So Lex Luger is desperate. He needs one more person to battle this foreign menace. Or, I, listen, I don't even want to think what's going to happen if America loses to a bunch of people who are marginally from different areas in the world with Canada being very close to America and Samoa being, you know, not a threat ever really in any capacity, but you never know. You never know. So, you know, that's when they, that's when they'll get you when you least expect it. So Lex Luger needs to find a new member to replace the native American on the team. And I mean, WWF in 1993 was slim pickings. I think there was maybe a rap group called men on a mission. That was just the, a reflection of those corny nineties, like inspirational rap groups that were, 
clearly made by like the most unhip people ever. Like they put together, like I always think of that rapping bear, whatever his name was, or, you know, just random. There was a thing that the football players had called um, the Super Bowl shuffle where a bunch of really unmusically talented or not talented football players were trying to rap. It was terrible. And I feel like people were just rapping for some reason, like poorly. They'd they'd be like this, like, Brian, put a beat in here, like old school beat. Like sometimes it goes like, no, that's not old school. Whatever. Put a beat here, Brian. One, two, three. Hey, what up, world? You know what's right. You want to know me? My name is Mike. You don't like me. Think about this. I just bought some brand new kicks. It's okay if you said psych, because I just want to ride my bike. Like it just, that's the end of the rap, by the way, Brian, you can stop right there. Put a DJ scratch there at the end of the rap. So that's what was NWF was teams like that. There was also like a lot of people who had jobs at the time. Please, please look up WWF in the 1993 era or the early 90s. The new generation era, it's called. Everyone had a job. There was Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, who was a, he was a garbage man. Why was a garbage man wrestling? Like you already have a job. There was Thurman Sparky Plug, who was a race car driver. There was Mantar. <laughs> Why did I call I was on a hot streak and I brought up Mantar. Mantar was clearly a, a Minotaur who was a man. <laughs> Sorry. I wish. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> Sorry. I want to be, be the ring I'm sorry, I want to be the ring announcer for Mantar. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ring, weighing in at 645 stone from the mythical land of the giants and beasts of the north wind. He is the unstoppable monster. He is the person of legend. He is the Mantor. Oh gosh, I had so much fun doing that. Mantor is not a job. Well, <laughs> I gotta get away from Mantar. So I gotta get away from Mantar. Mantar is not a job. You can't be sorry. Brian, you gotta cut this all out. I'm so sorry. You can't just be a Mantar. Uh <laughs> Okay, okay. You can't be a Mantar. Sorry, I can't bring it back. Okay, but the other people did have jobs. There was also somebody named the Goon who was a hockey player. This is all in this era. So pickings for this team. I, I would love to see Lex Luger. That should have been a vignette. That should have been an actual segment. Is Lex Luger going through the WF locker room, seeing these people with actual jobs. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, Duke the Dumpster, Josie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Duke the Dumpster, Josie. They'd be yelling at Duke the Dumpster, Josie, can you be on the team with the All-American Americans? And Duke the Dumpster, Josie's like, I got work later. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gotta get it together. Duke the Dumpster Drones is like, I'm sorry, I can't. I got work later. Because <laughs> he, he, he has an overnight shift. He's a garbage man. He goes into the hooligan. Hooligan, who was a hockey player. Like, I don't know about real life, but his, his character was that like he was a hockey player. So you, or the goon, I can call him the hooligan. Lex goes to the goon and he's like, hey, goon. I, I don't, can't do a good Lex goon. Hey, goon, do you want to be on my Survivor Series team? And the goon is like, I got a game later. Like, I got I to gotta go win my hockey trophy or whatever it's called. And then he gets to Mantar. Mantar doesn't even waste his time. He, like, he brings magic beans. He's like, it's like Mantar, I have these magic beans. And he also brings a, a piccolo or like one of those like flutes. It's like, 
That also sounded like the gobbledygooker a little bit. Rest in peace to the gobbledygooker. Somebody murked him. Brian, you know what to do. Gobbledygooker never stood a chance. So he uses a pickle on the mantar. It doesn't work. Mantar just runs off into the woodlands, never to be seen again. I'm really holding together the mantar. I got to get to this match. Okay. Having bypassed most things, let's just get down to business and put on this Lex Luger match and watch the foreign fanatics try to take over our country. Our country. Love it or leave. That statement is, <laughs> I've never been a fan of that statement. Love it or leave it. Like, they should make it apply to everything. So you go into a five-star restaurant, you start eating the food and you don't like it. The manager should come and be like, hey, this is our five-star restaurant. You don't like it, love it or leave it. Get out. I would just walk up and get out while paying the check. Like, hey, listen, that's hey, what you said. What you, that's what you wanted to do. Anyway, but we have to, all, all kidding aside, seriousness, okay? It's Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving tradition, the Survivor Series. And I call it a tradition because WWF decided to keep running this show every Thanksgiving to make sure that their competitors, WCW, would not have a foothold in the pay-per-view market, which is a very lucrative market at the time where you would... Oh, for you young kids. Settle up, baby birds. Big Eagles got you. Big Eagles got you. Big Eagles got you. Mantor. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Big Eagle and Mantor. That's the tag team of the century. Big Eagle and Mantor. But they got nothing on Lex Luger. He would just he would just beat us up. I feel like if we both I feel like if me and Mantor teamed up together, I'm like, man, Mantor, you got him? I got him. Come on, Big Eagle. And we run at Lex Luger full speed. That's how I run. <laughs> or I'm getting out of a helicopter. Come on, man, Tor, let's go. We jump on Lex Luger and he beats us down in the name of America. Because he does everything in the name of America. Even though America has not asked him to do it, he will do it in the name of America. So we're going to get back to this and I see. Oh, by the way, now Lex Luger, after he bypassed everyone with an actual nine to five job in his locker room, he chose a zombie mortician and hit, so a zombie and his mortician because he chose Undertaker who's been dead for like 15 years at this point. Also, wrestling was for kids in this era, but don't tell Vince McMahon that. Anyway, so we're going to go to Survivor Series. If you're on the Peacock Network and you want to watch along, you're wasting your time. But hey, it is season seven, episode one. Survivor Series is the show because Peacock has divided all the wrestling content into an incomprehensible mess. So good luck finding it. And I mean that sincerely because I just had to... <laughs> that was... That was God's work I just did to figure that out. I, I'm still not even sure. No, that's, oh my goodness. Guys, okay, okay, seriously, you need to, you need to at least, like, like just find a way, find a friend. Everyone has one wrestling fanatic friend. I'm Brian. Well, Brian also likes wrestling too. That's our, that's my boss at this podcast. He likes wrestling. It's, uh, obscure wrestling references too. Like he'll send me like a, a DX picture or like a meme of a guy dragging his friend up the stairs and like body slamming him into the bed and pinning him unprompted unprompted um the first thing i'm seeing but yeah find your friends who has peacock network which is what the wwe network is on now we is wwf they changed the name because they got sued whatever the point is just ask your friends if they have like the stuff that the rock used to wrestle on that's what you should do and when you get that you have to go to survivor series 1993 it's season seven episode one survivor series the first image is lex luger sitting there with a child in his lap it looks like a girl his son over his right shoulder and his wife in red and blue, like shoulder pad, like cat suit, like a windbreaker, like super 80s. She has like that, that 80s hair, big earring hanging out. And Lex has a, he has a sweater over a button down shirt with a tie. This man has never, ever, ever looked like this. This, this is not Lex. Look, I don't know who this, this is a, this is a sham. This is a sham I've ever seen one. Lex, you are fooling no one with this. 
He's just dripping with like, how much longer is this? And when can I get out of here? That's just all over his face. Lex Luger, you are, you're slow, you're creeping into my top 10 wrestlers of all time through sheer force of just the absurdity of your character. Okay, so let's get down to business. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch Survivor Series. I don't, I'm so tempted to watch what this is. I'm not going to watch the entire Survivor Series. I'm just going to watch the match of the All-Americans versus the Foreign Fanatics. This preamble, though, of Lex Luger and his family is so, t- I think I got to go watch it, guys. I think I got to watch it. Okay. I'm trying to keep these podcasts uh, short so that more of you can become addicted to them and uh, keep coming back for more. So, you know what? Let's just do it. His wife, Peggy. His son, Brian. Oh, Brian. And his daughter, Lauren. Lex is detailing America. Okay, required reading. You have to watch this now. Lex Luger is giving us a breakdown of what Thanksgiving is. As his wife says, it's the time for family life. The son put up his finger to clearly make an L shape on his head. Whatever that farce was. Even the son's like, yeah, okay, dad. Lex Luger just gave us a rundown of what Thanksgiving was as his wife just co-signed it. Looking like she was um, being held against her will. I would make a blink once or blink twice joke, but I, but I don't really care what happens to Lex Luger's wife because she's with a man with money. Uh, I got to fast forward through this other match and it's Bret Hart on one team with all of his brothers against Shawn Michaels. Wow, I think this might just be two matches in this whole pay-per-view because this match is like half of it. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm telling you right now, if this Foreign Fanatics match is super long, we are not watching the whole thing. Okay, so now we're getting to the, to the meat and bones. The match starts, they're recapping what we looked at in the first, I gotta stop touching the wires, in the first episode, part one of uh, Survivor Series 1993, which is them saying, we gotta find somebody because Tatanka's dead. Spoiler alert, guys, Tatanka is not dead. Lex Luger just doesn't know. If he doesn't see anybody for like 10 minutes, he assumes they're dead. That's in any walk of life. In Lex Luger's mind right now, his family has left him. So he has no idea where they are. Lex Luke was wearing a jacket that looks like America, which means he had to go to the tailor and was like, give me a jacket, a windbreaker jacket that just screams patriotism. And the seamstress, her eyes rolled back into her head and she levitated off the floor for five minutes. And then she came out with this. The Steiner brothers, Lex Luger and Undertaker. Like if there ever was a wrestler who did not belong on a team of other people, it's the Undertaker. And they're showing the buildup. Lex Luger beat one of the Quebecers. Oh, yeah. At this point, Lex Luger also had a metal plate in his arm or a metal rod in his arm to, like, replace it. And only in wrestling would that make you stronger somehow. Like, Lex Luger had a reconstructive surgery on his arm because it's whatever reason. And they put a metal bar in there. And whenever he hit somebody with, you know, his forearm or, you know, that part of his, his arm, it would knock them out completely. Okay, so the foreign fanatics are cutting a promo on the All-Americans. But who's speaking? Jim Cornette, who is from the South, the most American part of America. He has a Southern accent. He's literally sitting here saying, oh, those All-Americans are trying to get us foreign fanatics. Jim Cornette is... And Yokozuna. Oh, my Yokozuna. He's sitting there with his championship over his shoulder. <laughs> He's like, why am I involved in this? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so, wow. The foreign fanatics drafted in a fifth person and it's Kona Crush who was not foreign. He's from Hawaii. Oh, because one of the Quebecers was injured. Okay. Wow, this is weird. So one of the Quebecers, one of the guys from Canada was injured. So Jim Cornette's like, we got somebody who's going to handle you. He's not foreign, but he he sympathizes with us. Kona Crush from Hawaii. So a dude from Hawaii and a dude from the South are leading a team of foreigners with one guy being from Samoa, another guy from Finland, and the third dude from Canada. WF does not know what foreign means. I mean, it's, it's the most. It's like, it's like if a basketball team won the championship and it was like the fifth string, whatever position was on that championship team and went to a club and was like, yeah, I just got me a ring, baby girl. Also in this fantasy, um, he's very cool. 
but he's just is very terrible at basketball. So I this is now the, the second person in this match who was changed because Tatanka's not in it now. The foreign fanatics have Crush. Crush was just a tall dude who would say brother a lot. He'd be like, brother, brother. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Crush was in the Yokozuna challenge. He tried to body slam Yokozuna. Why is he, why is he now? You know what? Mike, you drive a logic into an era where people were just like having jobs. There's also a match with the Head Shrinkers and Batman Bigelow. There's a lot going on in this preview. Okay, maybe that's a short match at the end then. Guys, <laughs> I was going to watch the match. We're now almost to the end in the match. Okay, finally. Okay. Okay, here we go. Now we got to it. The foreign fanatics are cutting a promo again. Crush is standing next to Yokozuna, who he tried to body slam recently, but, you know, I guess time heals all wounds or 10 minutes or whatever, I guess, heals all wounds. I don't really know how it works. Ludwig Borga looking angry. He did have an intimidating presence. Blonde hair, steely face, singlet that went around his nipples. So showing the true power. But again, Jim Cornette from the South talking about, you know, against America, which is just unrealistic because Jim Cornette is like the most American thing in the world. And Jim Cornette was uh, released from his most recent job as a wrestling commentator for some unsavory comments. You can look it up yourself. And his podcast is so pro-American that to hear him here do this is, is just hilarious. Yokozuna standing in the middle of all these men, massive Yokozuna with his championship around his shoulder, still looking unbothered. Yokozuna looks like he like knows he's in a cartoon. Yokozuna is just standing there with his look on his face like, Oh, gosh, here we go. Everyone else is animated. Everyone's moving behind him. Ludwig Borga's like, you know, he's this blonde dude. His name is Ludwig Borga, by the way. I keep saying his name, but he looks like Google Brock Lesnar. He looks like a smaller Brock Lesnar. He makes, he's making this growl, snarl face. Like, his lip keeps curling up. He's like... Arr. Johnny Polo, who's supposed to be the rich kid, is like rolling his eyes at Jim Cornette and now nodding his head and now putting his hands up. Okay, he's doing something every five seconds. Jim Cornette is just rambling still. My goodness, Cornette, get to the point. He, this man has been talking for as long as I have. And I'm... And I'm Listening to him as I'm speaking, and it's a lot. Uh, Mr. Fuji standing behind Yokozuna. The other Quebecer is smiling. Crusher's growling too. And Yokozuna's now showing some like teeth. He's like, oh. I mean, it's kind of hard to dislike a team just because they exist. It's like, I don't like that team because, you know, like I always say, they had the audacity to not be born here. I know I'm missing a lot of different things that I usually do, like, you know, rant time or all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but. I don't have any rants here. I'm just watching this thing take. It's taking so long to get to it, too. Like I, I think okay, Vince McMahon, the the promoter of WF at the time, was grossly misjudging the amount of interest that people would have in this because even now the audience is like, at best, like eh, okay, Ludwig Borga out first with the Finland flag on his uh, on his outfit. He's saying stupid Americans. I'm inclined to say he's not wrong. Because as an American, especially in the 90s, we didn't really know much. Let's be honest. I think back to things that they told me. I'm still terrified. This is a true-to-life story. I am terrified of squirrels because I was told in the 90s, in my school, that squirrels had rabies. If you cornered a squirrel, even by accident, like if I was walking by a tree and a squirrel was in a tree and I accidentally cornered it, the the squirrel would lunge at me, bite me. I would get rabies and I would go insane. I kid you not. I was in Miss Loretta's class and she told me this. And she didn't tell me this. Okay. I was in this class and somebody told me this and I believed it. And I, to this day, I'm, I'm terrified of squirrels. And I'm like, is this one of those things that I should probably eventually like kind of like get past? But it's too late. It's too late. The squirrels have won. If there's a situation where there's like a burning building and like there's like somebody in there that I need to save and there's a squirrel in front of that building, just don't, don't think I was a coward. <laughs> 
tell them that I was a man. Tell them that I tried. I'm not going to the building. I'm telling them to tell this because I'm clearly going to leave town and just never talk to anybody again. Up, up next is the Quebecers high-fiving Ludwig Borga, who wasn't even looking at him. If, some, if, someone gives, if you give somebody a high-five and they don't look at you, if they're super cool, expected, and, you know, and respected, but if somebody's not looking at you and they're of equal status as far as like just aura, they're just disrespecting you. Also, if anybody gives you a, a dap or a handshake with a left hand, that is disrespect. The left hand is disrespectful. And I wouldn't even, listen, I would not stand for it. I would not, not here, not ever. The only, the only person who give me a left-hand handshake and I would be like, all right, fine. It's probably Lex Luger because I'm assuming that he's confused about what's going on. And he's so optimal American justice. He's just like, he's not paying attention. Hey, Lex, what's going on? Um, listen, we're out here trying to get this thing. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Here's, here's my left hand. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Lex. Okay. Okay. It's a nice way to do that. It's a nice way to do that. And my boy, speaking of Lex Luger, Yokozuna being trotted out. I would love to just be, I don't want to be a fly on the wall because Hannibal Burris, this comedian that I love, actually pointed out once that being a fly on the wall would mean you can't understand anything. You'd fly around in circles and you would die. And I second that emotion. I would like to be a, f- <laughs> I almost had a fly on the wall anyway. I would like to be a microphone. The silence you're hearing is in real time because I didn't know where to go from there myself. I just, I said it. Oh yeah, I'm still watching this. These are still the entrances for uh, the the heel team, the bad guy team. In wrestling, heels are the bad guys. It's not really going anywhere. Okay. Let's go ahead and skip ahead also. Okay. Lex Luger just jumped on the, <laughs> the end of the match. Guys, listen. I'm the one sitting here having to watch this. It's not fair to me. So I skipped ahead. Lex Luger just jumped off the top rope on top of one of the Quebecers for America. Scott Steiner's in there with an American flag singlet also. Yokozuna's on the apron. Sweating profusely, which means he probably did a lot of work in this match, trying to just keep up with Lex Luger's energy of American pride. Ludwig Borga's in the... So I think it's two on two now. It's Ludwig Borga and Yokozuna versus Scott Steiner and Lex Luger. That's not That's not bad. Scott, oh, no. Scott Steiner's telling Lex Luger to back up, then he got this. Oh, this is like a horror movie. You know Scott Steiner's about to get murked. Vince McMahon just said, he's on commentary. He At the time, he wasn't known as the owner. He was just a commentator. He said, this is for everyone around the world. You're facing the foreign fanatics. What is for everyone around the world? You're basically versing the world. It's like, he just said, everyone around the United States, this is for them. I don't know why. Like, I wasn't a kid at this era saying like, you know, I don't think I can go to school next week because Ludwig Borga and Yokozuna might beat Scott Steiner. And, and oh, wait, Undertaker's also on the ring still. I forgot Undertaker was in this. There's no way the good guys are winning this. Undertaker is a character is like Superman. It's like, unless you mind control him or put a kryptonite bullet in him somewhere that they can dig out later on or poison him or something, then Superman is, he can end battles like that. Unless it's a, a legal battle, like Batman v Superman, Donald Justice, <laughs> where, where he was taken to court by Batman for, I don't know, child support money. Ludwig Borga very slowly putting the hurting on Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner would eventually become Big Papa Pump and... He would dye his hair bleach blonde white. He would, you know, dye his goatee bleach blonde white. And he'd walk around talking about freaks. And he has Steiner math, which I talked about in another episode, which was fantastic. And so Scott Steiner would, you know, walk around and say, where are my freaks? Big Papa Pump got your hookup. Holla, if you hear me. So to see him with like long brown hair, playing second fiddle to Lex Luger of all people. So Scott Steiner suplex Ludwig Borga. And Ludwig Borga got up and tagged in Yokozuna. Yokozuna walks in and Lex Luger immediately ran in without a tag. Furious. 
Because, you know, his biggest thing in this world is that Yokozuna exists. Lex Luger cannot stand the fact that uh, Yokozuna exists. I would go over how the other eliminations went through, but like I said, I skipped ahead in this match because it was taking way too long to get to the point. Oh, Yokozuna with a leg drop to Scotty Steiner, eliminating Scotty Steiner. That actually hurt a little bit. I don't know why I thought Scott Steiner would make it to any anywhere far in this match. Like I kind of, I don't remember it, obviously, which is why I'm watching it. I can see why my fandom was at best just like kind of marginal because aside from like, I like things to happen. <laughs> they don't necessarily have to make sense. Give me Lex Luger, body slamming Yokozuna on a USS Intrepid, even though it's stupid. Give me that I'll be your hero video. Give me Lex Luger with his family at the beginning of this. Just give me Lex Luger. You know, forget it. Let's cut out the middleman of WBF all together. Just give me Lex Luger. I'm tired of having to hide what I really want to do with this. I just want to hang with Lex Luger. I just want to hang with Lex Luger. Okay, now Lex Luger gets his wish. Christmas comes early in the Luger household. Yokozuna is in front of Lex Luger. Lex Luger is probably, he, he looks molten high. He's like, yes. <gasps> Yokozuna slapped Lex. Lex slapped him back quick. Oh, man. Now the match started. You know what? I will say, looking back, I did say that the buildup was usually better than the match. And I got myself so hyped for this match for no reason. For, if you guys listened to these last two episodes, this, this episode that you're listening to right now, plus the previous episode, I have made this match <laughs> into a way bigger thing <laughs> than it is. But that's the point of this podcast. It's why did I like it? Because why did I like these things so much? Was it really as good as I think it was? Oh, this, no. This, absolutely not. But some things they are. I still, I step by a quiz whiz and lights out. Now look at me trying to, look at me trying to rationalize this, this podcast because I'm just interested in this match. But so anything else under the sun. I'm about to go back to that conversation I had before about Batman v Superman. Lex is now trying to, cl- guys, guys, I wish, I wish you were all who are listening to this. I wish you were here watching this with me because Lex Luger is just, he's like the fun, like he's the funniest man that I've been trying. So Lex Luger is, is trying to clothesline, which is where you run at somebody with your arm out and you hit them as hard as you can with your, with your forearm. Try to clothesline Yokozuna, who's the size of a fridge. Bounces off Yokozuna. Tries to run at him and do it again. Bounces off Yokozuna. Tries a third time. Bounces off Yokozuna. And Yokozuna just punches him in the face and he falls on the floor. Lex Luger, if one time doesn't work and two times don't work, what makes you think the third time was going to be the charm? Like, I, you know Lex is just, this this sentient muscle is just, <laughs> just like, I got to hit everything as hard as I can and I'll win. You know, I don't remember Lex Luger winning that often. I feel like his matches ended in like DQs a lot or whatever. Like, I feel like he didn't lose, but he wasn't like winning, if that makes sense. That, well, if you're a wrestling fan, you know what I mean. If you're not a wrestling fan, there's a way to win a match or lose a match without actually getting pinned. Getting pinned, which is you laying on your back with the other person, like, <laughs> there's no way on top of you. And the referee counts one, two, three. A pin is like, that's it. Your character lost that match. There's no way to come back. And yes, we all know wrestling's predetermined. But a Dusty finish named after Dusty Rhodes, baby. His name was Dusty Rhodes, and he was the booker for wrestling. So he was the one who was in charge of making the storylines and the matches, daddy. So what he would say is he would say that, yeah, this you got to understand. I'm going to have you come down here. You're going to hit him in the face. You're going to hit him. This is what this match is doing to me. You're going to hit him on the head, bop. One time you're going to go down on the ground. I'm going to get on top of you. I'm going to pin you, baby. The ref's going to go one. The ref's going to go two. Then somebody's going to pull the referee at the at the, at the match or the ring or whatever. And then I'm going to stand up in front of the other referee and say, you got to stop doing that. The referee's going to get up and you're going to make the whole thing a DQ so that the audience will think that if the ref didn't get pulled out the ring, out of one, but then they're going to think, okay, so he would have been the winner, but now he's the loser because it was disqualification. And that's actually why there was a dusty finish. If you understand what I'm saying, wait. 
Okay, so Lex Luger's not in the ring anymore. Undertaker's in there. And Undertaker is slowly... Oh, nope, he's running now. Oh, DDT. Oh, Undertaker's... Whoa! Undertaker's putting in those, those miles right now. He kicked... Oh, doing the sit-up. Undertaker and Yokozuna. Now, this is a match. They were best friends in real life called BSK, Bone Street Crew. It's Yokozuna, Undertaker, Rikishi, Godfather, all these... like Basically, all the big wrestlers were in a crew. Um, and Bone Street Crew was a reference to Bones, a.k.a. Dominoes, which is where they play all the time. Ludwig Borger, basically the foreign Lex Luger at this point, because Ludwig Borger is walking around just angry for no reason. This match is Undertaker versus Yokozuna. That's all it is. Oh, Yokozuna with a belly-to-belly, which is where you hug somebody and then throw yourself on top of them. A lot of mounting in wrestling, a whole lot of mounting in wrestling. There was also a Mountie in wrestling, but he's already been eliminated from this match. Mountie is gone, but there's still mounting to be had. Yep, that that was a that was a segment that I just did on this podcast. Oh, what? So body slam out of nowhere, leg drop. Yokozuna just put that big, thick thigh meat right across Undertaker's face. Blah, blah. That was the noise it made. No, it was actually more like when you when you stand across the room and you're scared and you throw bacon into a hot pan. That's what it sounded like. A lot of sound effects today. Uh-oh. Now Yokozuna's climbing the turnbuckles in the corner for the bonsai drop. And he... Oh, wow. That was unexpected, too. I don't remember this, obviously. That's why I'm... That's why I need to stop explaining why the show exists. It's, it's getting repetitive. It's like comics in the 50s where, like, a character would be like, wow, it's a very great day for a picnic. Thank God we're having this picnic today. Then the next panel would be, man, it's so good we came out for this picnic. Thank God you're here for this picnic today. And then the third panel would be ants on, like, the, the picnic... Matt and he'd be like, oh no, the ants are ruining this picnic that we're having today. And they would just they would keep saying what it is that they're doing. Undertaker popped back up though. Now Undertaker's putting in work. Undertaker is putting in work in this match. And by putting in work, I mean he's like jumping across the ring with clotheslines. He's DDTing Yoko. The crowd's going crazy for him. But you know what? Having seen the rest of this show, this is the only match that's actually this is the only part of it that's exciting. And Yokozuna and, and Undertaker are <gasps> I spoke too soon. Yokozuna Undertaker just got disqualified for fighting outside the ring. Yo, don't even... Who's even left then? If Yokozuna's not here to, to have Lex Luger harassing him for just existing, what are we even doing here? Does Lex... Does Yokozuna... You know, Lex Luger's liable to just walk out of the match now. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yokozuna's gone? Then what am I doing here? Just walk out, leave. Oh, we still have Ludwig Borger and, and Lex Luger. Ludwig Borger with a very piss poor leg drop. A whole lot of leg drops in this match. Hulk Hogan did just leave the company and his finishing move was a leg drop, the atomic leg drop, which means that when he dropped it, I guess there was explosions and you couldn't live there for a couple of decades. I don't know what that meant. So Yokozuna and Undertaker out and I, I'm instantly deflated. Now we got to watch Lex Luger slowly wrestle someone who's just as slow as him. Man, they, they sucked me in just to... If I was in that arena, I'd be so upset. Well, they clearly are because the arena just... It was... Guys, this was deflating. This was like... Yeah, yeah, we're into it. Yeah, we're rocking it. Oh, that's it? That was literally what just happened. Ludwig Borger. I'm about to just fast forward the rest of this. Guys, I'm telling you right now, as soon as this match is done, we're wrapping it up. Because <laughs> this is just... Ludwig Borger. Nope. He's doing the high cover. In wrestling, a high cover is where you're not really laying your body across the dude. You're just like, you're pressing off the mat. So you're you're not really trying to keep him down. It's It's actually an insult in professional wrestling to do it like that. He, and Ludwig Borger keeps doing it. That is so insulting. Wow. And this is also such a thing that only a wrestling nerd would know. 
Ludwig Borga, slowly beating up Lex Luger, who's just taking a beating. In modern wrestling, there's a lot of acrobats and athleticism and, you know, a lot of, they're called spots, but like, they're just, they're crazy dives off of things. And I'm a fan of like, you know, technical, all kinds of wrestling, not really hardcore. But this punch and kick, these punch and kick fests are just, there are slogs to get through. And it's so long for no reason. Like Lex, Lex, you're really you're not really fighting for America. You're also not fighting Finland for America, which is a strange place to try battle for America. At this point, I mean, if this is what it takes to be free in America, just take my freedom. Just take my freedom. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can't. I, if I was in this arena, I wouldn't be cheering him on. Like, oh, now, now, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, you live in America. Like, you think of the overlords from Finland come here and take us down. They're not going to just make you one of the. You know, I, I don't even know Finnish people beef with America like that. Now everybody's in the ring. And I don't mean Mr. Fuji put a bucket in the ring. Johnny Polo, Mr. Fuji, and Jim Cornette all went in the ring. Mr. Fuji gave him a bucket, gave Ludwig Borg a bucket. Ludwig hits Lex with the bucket. But Lex is down. Lex, after all that, yo, I can see in this match why Vince McMahon eventually was like, yeah, Lex Luger is not my guy. I am loving Lex Luger for his facial expressions, his wild blonde hair, his, his insistence on defending our freedoms that no one is asking him to do. Up, up, the bucket hit him, but now he's popped up. Now Lex is finally with the comeback. The crowd is also here. The crowd is not with this match anymore. There's like one or two people every now and then making noise like, yeah. <laughs> Ludwig Borger got punched in the stomach and, and hopped forward like a baby koala. Lex Luger with the DDT. Whoa, okay, Lex. Oh, there we go. Lex is now hitting him with elbows. Yo, this match is boring, guys. I'm going to put a button on it before this episode's even done. No, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> Why did I like it? I didn't like this match. Rest in peace to my grandfather, but if he was around for this match, actually, he probably would have liked it. He was that old school wrestling dude. Oh, my goodness. Yo, they keep kicking out each other's finishers. And at this point, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted as to who, like, I can see in real time Vince McMahon pushing this whole thing to be as long as it is. You know, booking this behind the like, you're going to, you're going to just wrestle against Ludwig Borg and he's going to hit you and he's going to hit you and he's going to smack you and he's going to smash you and you're going to come back and you're going to get back and you're going to fight and you're going to show American pride. One, two, three, thank goodness. And the match is over. Lex Luger celebrates like anybody cares. <laughs> the audience. And wait, hold on. 246. And this thing ends at 247. So it's going to literally end as soon as the match is done, just like we are. I know you guys heard me beat a dead horse with this, but hey, guess what? Why did I like it? I didn't. Does it hold up? No. Would I watch it now? Absolutely not. Lex Luger celebrating on the turnbuckles with, guess what? An American flag and confetti. Who's cleaning all that up? Who's cleaning up all that confetti? And let, and the crowd is just looking at him like, oh, and because this is Thanksgiving, that is actually kind of funny. Santa Claus is running down to the ring because Survivor Series is a Thanksgiving. The gobbledygooker should have ran down to the ring. The gobbledygooker, you know what? From the ceiling, bird seed should have came from the ceiling and gobbledygooker should have came out to the ring and started like, like ducking down and eating bird seed. Boop, 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 boop. And Lex should have just had to stand in the ring as the gobbledygooker seed bird seed all around him, confused. Instead of this where Lex is like, Santa's here, Santa's here. Lex Luger clearly does not want to be a part of any of this. He looks so awkward and so uncomfortable. You know who should have been in the ring with, with Santa? Forget about the bird seed. They should have had Mantor in the ring. They should have had... And Mantor comes from the depths of the crowd and he just storms the ring. Santa's in there. Mantor just gores Santa with his horns impaling him in front of the children. Then the gobbledygooker runs out and Mantor and gobbledygooker have a stare down and I lose my mind. Whatever age I am, Mike Sims is like, this, this is wrestling. 
gobbledygooker, mentor, <laughs> dead Santa. Uh, whatever. Well, everybody, everyone out there who's listening to this around the holidays, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to you. Of course, follow us at People's Media Network on Instagram for all the great shows that the network provides and is putting into production for information on future stuff and all that good stuff. Please follow us there. Also, follow Brian Peoples, the uh, creator of all this fantastic stuff, at Fall Weather. That's F-V-L-L Weather, W-E-A-T-H-E-R. Yeah, that is that does mean what I said it means. Follow me at Mike A. Sims on Instagram and TikTok or look at my YouTube page, Mike A. Sims X Mike Versus. That's M-I-C space V-E-R-S-Y-S for all my skits and all that good stuff. This has been an episode or two back-to-back or I don't know how it's going to be played out, but this has been a two-part episode of Why Did I Like It? Why Did I Like Survivor Series 1993? I did not, but it was fun to go back there and visit that. And on next time, who knows what will happen because I pretty much just fly by the seat of my pants. That is going to be it for me. I have been the nefarious Mike A. Sims. You have been fantastic, and I will see you on the flip side of humanity. Stay safe, America. USA! 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 